Hello there, and welcome to Babylon with the boys. I'm just gonna pat his head. I'm Carstrovan, and last night I watched Leaving Las Vegas for the first time. And it was very emotional, I gotta say that. I'll say that. It, was mo- it wasn't It was as funny as, like, I was expecting what? a Nick Cage-led film to be. Well, sorry, what did you say you saw? What? Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, I thought you said fear of uh, loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, no. no, no. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. My, yes. <laughs> my name is Spencer Fleming, baby. And uh, this morning, I had a kerfuffle with my pants. I was, like, putting them on. And I, you know when, like, you're putting on pants and you make sure you could, like, see the tag and you're, like, the tag goes in the back. And then I put my pants on. So I kept making sure I was, like, the tag is in the back. Then I put my pants on. And it would always be backwards. And I was, like, what's going on? And I was like, I can't, I don't know what's happening. Someone help me. I don't know what's going on. And it kept happening, it kept happening. And these jackasses put a tag in the front of your pants. Look, Nick Cage can't believe what's happening. He agrees with me. Yeah, he agrees with you, Steve. Um, yeah, so if you didn't, if you didn't already, already see, already find out, already investigate and figure out what's going on here today's episode is going to be a nick cage episode it always is and it's going to be about we're we're gonna continue the debate that that abed started in in community is is nick cage good or bad in the nicholas cage windows box we have Spencer arguing for bad. And in the just regular room, because I, for some reason, Zoom won't let me do a background, Carson, I'm going to be arguing for Nick Cage being, being amazing, being a fantastic actor, being, in Ethan Hawke's words, the first actor to evolve the craft since Marlon Brando. Oh, you've done the research. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel a little unprepared. This is a fine sun- or Saturday Halloween morning <laughs> that we are recording this on. Oh, and we just actually got some pretty bad news as well. We got news that Sean Connery just passed away. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. At the age of 90. When you're listening to this, we, we're still in the past. and You know, yeah. That's that saddens me. Indiana Jones's dad. It does. It does. Yeah, that, I gotta say, like even more than James Bond, like I love him as Sean Con- as Sean Connery's dad as <laughs> <laughs> playing his own dad. No, um, as Indiana Jones's dad as as Henry Jones Senior. Yeah. How how did you know she was a Nazi? She talks in our sleep. Uh, we missed. Uh, that's, that's the second time you're doing that quote this morning. Um, yeah, you weren't. You guys weren't here for the other time. Yeah. What? What? What's? What's one of your favorite Sean Connery quotes? 
Um, funny enough, it comes from a sketch where someone was like playing Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> and essentially it's like celebrity jeopardy or whatever. And they have to like fill in the word. Mm-hmm. And it's like, guess this like famous Christmas song. And they just take out like the E and let it snow. And like the O. So it's like really easy to guess that it's let it snow. And he goes, let it snow. And I almost like, <laughs> and they're like, what was that, Sean Connery? He's like, oh, let it snow. What? Um, I might have to go watch that SNL sketch now. I'll I'll send you a link. It it made me laugh. All right. So, should we just get right into how how, how have you been doing? How how is your how is your Halloween so far? Other than the pants. Other than the pants, it hasn't been too spooky. Um. Yeah, it has not. Yeah, I'm kind of just waiting. Every Halloween, there's usually one thing that happens. I'm like, oh, I think just what as mean. Like, you know, one little spooky thing happens. Oh, like. You know, or or the Taco Bell comes out earlier than you thought it would based on when you ate it. Or like something. Something always just slightly, ooh, happens. It's the Halloween energy. Because you're already on like, ooh, it's Halloween. So like everything becomes mystical. But nothing, nothing is happening yet. I'm just waiting. Yeah. Um, Halloween just landed. And as you see, like, all those things on Facebook that are just, like, Halloween was, this year was, like, the chosen one it had. What What are you doing? Are you, like, trying to make love to Nick, Cage's, Nick Cage's face over there? Like, what are you doing? Oh, you guys can't see if you're listening to the podcast. But I, I have a Nick Cage background on my Zoom call. And I'm, like, no, I'm, like, dancing. You know that, like, oh, yeah, like our heads are intertwining. Let me let me back it up a little bit, and then see that. <laughs> yes, yes, we see that. But you um, anyway, go check out the Facebook page and uh, my YouTube channel, SJF Studios, if you want to see the highlights and video footage from this podcast episode. And you know, while you're at it, like go, go hit us up on Instagram. Go, uh, yeah, do all the things. Hit cover your bases. Do all the things. Yeah. Um. But anyway, back to what we were saying. The what was I saying? You got me off track, man. But anyway, on Facebook, they've been talking about like how this. Halloween was the chosen one. Like, it had a full moon. It had, uh, I forget what else it had. It was on a Saturday. Um, <laughs> but coronavirus just took it away. It was on Friday the 13th. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. Like, <laughs> on any level. Um, no, yeah. It's, it had the, the, like, opportunity to be the best Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's now, like, it's just a dwindling star. Yeah. It, you know? Wow. What a false start. What a false start. What a shame. Anyway, the start of this podcast has been a false start. Let's let's get into debating. Let's, do we have a bell to ring for, like, a fight? Uh, oh, wait, wait, I can, I think I... 
that that wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Anyway, tell you what? Tell you what? I think you have um more of an uphill climb. Oh, because uh, before we started recording, Carson has has made quite the bold statement. Well, okay, this is me reiterating Ethan Hawke's statement that the only actor to evolve the craft since Marlon Brando is Nick Cage. Not that statement. No. Oh, the he one that texted me. He's uh, the best actor ever, or whatever. Yes. Yes, that is what hmm. you. You, you are going to make an argument for him being the greatest of all time, and I cannot wait. I can dive into it. I can dive into it. No, definitely. Yeah, steer into the skid. Steer into the skid. Um, Although, this is just my favorite Nick Cage picture. It's If, you, if you're if you listening to this at home and not watching the little clip. Oh, wait, my hand's over here. Yeah, this little thing. It's, it's freaking Anna from Frozen. <laughs> But they replaced her face with like a very wide Nicolas Cage expression. A very wide Nicolas Cage. And it does it's very funny to me. I'll take it off now. I just I just wanted to share that. Just want to share that. But anyway, to the deb- Yeah, what what do you have to present to the jury? What's your exhibit A here? My exhibit A is Ethan Hawke saying that and um David Lynch also said he's the jazz musician of acting. Which, that might be a huge compliment. That might just be like... But... Okay. The way we... The way the normal critique culture um, says, oh, this is great acting, is when, usually, when they're emulating somebody else. When they're emulating a person that has existed and imitation yeah imitation and they can do it to a t and that's called oh that's great acting like um rami malik ray charles or jamie ray charles jamie fox rami malik just winning for uh, freddie mercury and all of these people this kind of emulation of acting and kind of reflecting this realism of real life but what if act, acting could be something different? What if acting could be what music has um, gotten a claim for doing, what writing has gotten a claim for doing, what cinematography has gotten a claim for doing, what all these different mediums have gotten a claim for doing, and being, being experimental and being reflecting of emotion Maybe not just like real life and, oh, this is a good, this plane with an experimenting with what it actually means to be an actor on screen or on stage. And I think sure. that's what Nick Cage does. He takes the form of acting and he flips it from being this realistic, um, crazy, this realistic kind of boring medium to and say no it can be something beyond that it can be the um the expressionistic style that you get from so many other mediums and that you got in the early days of of silent cinema and that's what i say to you good sir wow that's how he that's how me saying 
explaining the statement if he's evolved to the craft. That's how he's done it. I see your opening statement, and I raise you another look. at. It. By the way, before I start this, I actually love Nick Cage. It's just that someone's got to be the bad guy here. Um, if I ever met Nick Cage in person, I'd probably cry and ask him to sign my face with permanent Sharpie. And then just never wash my face. With like a tattoo needle. Just go ahead. Yeah. He said, actually carve his name into my eyes. No, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So if you like, with like a little needle. So if you look closely, like it says Nicholas Cage in one of my irises. How would, you, um, how would that change like your eyes from like a far away? I, I want to see that now. I want to see somebody have like a name tattooed on their eye. I don't want it. I don't want it at all, unless it's me with Nick Cage. Um, So I see your opening statements, and I raise you this opening statement. (laughs) Have you ever seen Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance? Yes. Well, actually, yeah, I think I have. Little known film. (laughs) Sequel to the original Ghost Rider, but (laughs) I'll go easy on you. I won't talk about that. In the words of Denzel Washington, two words, three words, this is what Nicolas Cage, this is an actual line that Nicolas Cage has in that movie. And I would like, I would like to imitate it for you. I'm paraphrasing here. All right. Go I may. I'll do the actions a little bit, too. So right. I'll just kind of. Okay, don't look at me. Don't look at me. I need to... Okay. Scraping at the door! I want you to... Now, listen. I want you to sit with that. I want you to sit with that. And I want to ask you, do you remember that happening? Kind of, yeah. Do you remember? I, I haven't seen this movie in literally, like, eight years. But I know that there's, like, a part of the movie where he just starts going off the rails. And he's, like, on a motorcycle, and his head's, like, twitching. He's like, ah! Like, just complete crack heading out. And I would just like to see your opening statement. I'd like to raise you that opening statement. Now, when you say he takes the silent film era and brings it back to an era with sound and color, do you know what else was in the silent film era? Jim Crow laws prohibition a lot of shit that's gone maybe we should leave some of that back where it was i knew you were gonna <laughs> you i i knew you were the type of person to, like fight dirty with that kind of stuff but yes sometimes you have to i am not saying that that we should i'm i'm not being that kind of person that is like make acting great again and bring back that type of stuff, but... Make acting great. <laughs> and bring I back... I want you to wear a mega hat and then say, it stands for make acting great again. <laughs> um, I want you to... And, like, bring black... Bring back, like... Bring, bring black face or awful stuff like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'll look out with the prohibition. Awful stuff like the prohibition. No, I said like actors wearing blackface instead of having actual actors. Oh, well, that was that was a fun era in film, wasn't it? 
Mm, yeah, no. No, no one was. It, it was not. We we um, had to watch a lot of those movies for film school, and everyone was was <laughs> quite appalled. We had to we had to watch we had to watch a couple things. Thankfully, we didn't have to watch too too many. Yeah, we had to watch in my in my group. There's like a couple people who were like going crazy, and I, the black dude, was like, "Guys, it's just a movie." <laughs> That's what I said. Uh, it's a true story. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go mingle with the rest of the commoners, but I'll leave you here with the hors d'oeuvres. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? You're just all right. Um, but what I'm saying is that acting has possibly become stale in the sense that everything has to be super realistic. Oh, you're saying like people can't have fun anymore? Yeah, it's people like a performance. Like, there's no. There's no, like, Jim and Carrie, the mask anymore. Well, and, like, Ace Ventura and stuff. But that's the thing. It's only available in comedy. Like, it's only available to us in those kind of, like, comedy things where the point is to make you laugh. And sure, J- Nick Cage sometimes makes you laugh. But what it really does is make you kind of on the edge of your seat. Because you never really know what he's going to say, what he's going to do, or what kind of actions he's going to have. Because he doesn't react like a normal person. He doesn't react like a normal human being. He reacts purely from a place of, like, um, existential expressionist. Using big words there, but... Yeah, no, I, I, I see that. He, like... Let's 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 break down a scene. You know what? Let's break down a specific scene that I think we've both seen. And right. we we can determine from that scene if that scene itself and him in that scene is good or bad. Mm-hmm. Take a shot every time I see scene. Or say scene. Say scene? Saline. Hey. Yeah. Take a shot every time I say scene and see what happens to you. See what happens to you. Nothing good. Um all right. Okay, so we've all seen the <laughs> the bees. The bees are in my eye. The bees. Yeah. yeah mm. Right. Yeah. There you go. It's Cage. Okay, so we've all seen the bees. Mm-hmm. Is that good, or is it bad? All right. So you. Oh, taking a specific scene and saying is that good. Well, I would say I would say like it's alright, it's pretty good. You would say the bees pretty good. And what are your reasons? Alright scene the the bees scene is an alright scene for acting. You know? It's pretty good. He doesn't really have much to go off of and what he does, he takes the most out of he gives everything even though you can just see his face when usually he's a full body actor and he's giving a full body performance with just face with just his his eyes and mouth and i i say i have to i have to give him praise for that also can i just point out something this doesn't really have to do with his performance i just wanted to point this out so i i watched the full movie the wicker man or Wicker Man, because oh, yeah. um, I've only seen clips, 
and I watched it in preparation for this video. Um, and I know it's based off of like a, a, it's a remake of a different movie called The Wicker Man. Um, may I just point out that it's like eerily similar to Midsummer? Oh, that's good. Have you seen both of those movies? I have not, I have not seen either, my dude. Oh, heavens. <laughs> okay. Well, sir, they're kind of similar, and it's kind of... Yeah. I'm like, why is these two movies... Like, literally, I, I won't spoil anything, but both movies are about someone who goes to a different island or something like that, mm-hmm. or a different place or country, and everyone in that place is in some sort of cult, mm-hmm. and weird stuff happens. That's kind of the both. I know a lot about Wicker Man because I've seen like all the scenes, like um, the doll. How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? <laughs> and like the, of course, the final scene after the bees, because the bees are like a form of torture for him, and then they put him in this big Wicker Man, and then they they burn it up, and he's like screaming and yelling in there, and he's. <laughs> Yeah. Going, yeah, he's going going hysterical. He is going hysterical. Have that's, you, seen, that's have you seen my personal favorite scene from that movie? There's, What's your personal There's scene? a character in the movie called Sister Beach. That's her mm-hmm. name. And don't laugh because that's actually her name. And he at one point he like disguises himself in a bear costume and just punches mm-hmm. her in the face. Taking that imagery, Nicolas Cage in a bear costume punching a lady in the face. That that's what I want to see right there. That's what I want to see for my Nick Cage. It's one of those right things there. that, like, if someone just told you, like, out of context, just like, hey, have you seen Nicolas Cage in a bear suit punching <laughs> a lady in the face? You would think to yourself, well, that doesn't exist. Well. And what I got to say about the Wicker Man is that within that, I think he kind of portrays, I think Nick Cage does one thing, one thing in particular, along with a bunch of other things, really good. He portrays like a crazy hysterical person. Like when he's in that bad situation, when he's having bees all over him, do you think somebody's just going to be like really sad and crying and like, no, they're going to go crazy, and he goes crazy. You can say that. So, I think I think he does a good way of of giving that uh, a crazy tinge that other actors might just go to like, oh, let's just give like a super emotional, crazy whole thing. He's just going straight to the crazy. He's just going straight to the hysterical... My, I'm, I'm getting all these bee bites. And I'm gonna be set on fire, and I'm just gonna go crazy in this moment because that's what a regular. One, person well, would do. but you say a regular person would do. But let me ask you this: If you were actually being like eaten, your face is being eaten alive by bees. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Would you start screaming and opening your mouth so they could fly in? Well, 
Maybe I'm opening my, my mouth I'd and be screaming. Doing, I'd be, to, like, wait. constantly just blowing out of my nose. Just... <laughs> and, like, keeping that mouth tight. That way they don't run into my into my throat. See? This is the thing. None of us have had bees poured into our face. And I'm also kind of contradicting myself by saying he's doing what a real person would do. Because he's also... He that's not his aim. You just <laughs> <That's not>. <laughs> <laughs> he debated your he's own argument. <laughs> that's not what he's trying to do. He's trying to he's trying to portray the full length of the internal emotion externally, and I think he does okay. that. Let's take a let's take a look at another scene. All right, let's take. An, Give us another scene. I love how you don't even you didn't even say it was bad. You're just pulling up scenes. I don't. It's so hard for me because I I do love it. I just have to. I can't. I can't do it. I have to. I have to be the bad guy. I have to. I have to look at it critically. All right. Let's go. Let's go again. Oh, Hit me gosh. with another. One. Which, Hit me with your best shot. With? Should we go with the the opening to face off where he's like a a preacher? We, yeah, we could when he's doing his head banging away. Yeah, essentially, if you haven't seen the scene, it's a little more obscure than the bees. But essentially, mm-hmm. um, he's like dressed as a, a preacher, but he's like actually a criminal. And mm-hmm. um, there's like this church choir singing Hallelujah. I don't remember where it is that they're singing this. By the way, I haven't seen the movie in a bit. But it's like not a church. They're like in the middle of a recreation. Yeah, it makes no sense the location of where this is taking place. And he comes up dressed <laughs> as a as a preacher with like the big cross dangling from his neck. And I'm I'm gonna try and act it out. So again, if you're listening at home, tune in to the Facebook or YouTube channel to see the the uncut video. So he like walks in like this and then goes And they're, they're just singing hallelujah. And then he goes up yeah. behind one of the people and, like, grabs their ass and goes, oh, as the camera is doing a bird's eye shot and is, like, zooming out of him going, ah, oh. I was like, okay. Now, that is hysterical to me. That is one of the best things I've ever seen. The question is, do I like it because it's good or do I like it because I can't believe how bad it is. Okay. See, in that opening scene and introducing this character, he introduces him in a way that is so crazy, so nuts, and so, like, kind of disgusting that there is no chance of you actually liking this character. There's no, there's no chance. He does the same thing in Vampire's Kiss. There's no... There's no like hint of redemption. Um, like, uh, like l- you can like the craziness of it and find that entertaining, but there is no way that you are actually thinking of this character as a likable person. Which is good. The which is a good way of acting because you you want to hate your antagonist. You want to. 
it's like in wrestling. You want to hate that heel so much that you like when he gets his comeuppance, you you hate him. But again, then he switches actors, and it's kind of confusing because now you're supposed to hate John Travolta. John Travolta. If you haven't seen the movie, you should. If you think John Travolta in friggin' what movie did he do that? Uh, the Fanatic was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen John Travolta going full tilt. Pretending to be Nicolas Cage and Nicolas T- Cage going full tilt, pretending to be John Travolta. Mm-hmm. Pretending to be John Travolta, pretending to be Nicolas Cage. It's so good. And it's John Travolta and Nicolas Cage pretending to be It's John such a hilarious movie. These people are pretending it's... to be themselves, pretending to be other people. No, sorry. Pretending to and be other people, think... pretending to be themselves. And I think that Nicolas Cage does the best performance in doing that. Because after that crazy-ass scene and after they switch faces and everything, um, Nick Cage goes off to jail and it's he's kind of um, subdued. And then he realizes he has to go to this crazy place. And he goes there and it... it he, I think he does a really I good think, job. I that, think though. Travolta does better in that movie. Yeah, no, guys. No, when he way. when he no opens way. that door and his like wife and family are inside or whatever, and, <laughs> and he has yeah. to pretend he's to so... be like he's like raising this dude's kid. It's so funny. It is so funny. That... That's funny, but I can't think of a time he um. When he fully encapsulates John Travolta being Nick Cage trying to be John Travolta. I don't think he has this, the same amount of range. I think he's not convincing enough to convince his family to be that he is actually John Travolta. But are you blaming that on the actor or the script? No, I think I'm blaming... His I family totally does buy it. His family buys it, but as the audience, you don't buy that his family because, buys it. Because, uh, okay, but I think you, you can't totally, because you, you have to kind of understand. You also know that he's a bad guy. We have the yes. benefit of knowing that they did the face replacement. Face. And, oh. and but why do you know that he's a bad guy? Because of Nick Cage's excellent introduction of him. That was me looking at the office camera and just okay. Give me that that gym face. Yo, maybe we're um, like Jim and like Stanley before before the what? I don't know. Who do you want to be then? I know I I have to be Stanley. Either that or like Daryl. Oh no, you'd be Jim. Why would I be? Why would I be Jim? I don't know. You both like basketball. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm Stanley. Damn it! I want to be Stanley. I want. I want to be you able are... to, to say, "Did I stutter to my boss?" Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to be. Sad. I want to get to that oh. level. Okay, quit changing okay, the subject because okay. I'm. You give me a scene it. then. You present a scene that you think. Is worth mentioning. 
what if, okay i'm gonna give you a scene that i think is have you seen mandy oh is that the recent one with like it's with all the the neon yeah. colors and stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah you have seen it okay the scene in that when he's in the bathroom screaming okay in my eyes granted i actually do really like this movie I really like that scene. Because, again, I haven't actually done that when I freak out. No, I have not. I have not done that when I'm really angry. Well, describe really describe really... for everybody what what happens in the scene, just in case they haven't seen it. Okay, there's going to be a slight spoiler. spoiler. Well, actually, there's a pretty good spoiler. But, like, he... his girlfriend gets killed by the cult and he's hung he's like tied up with barbed wire um and he watches her be burned to death and then he like slips out of the um of the barbed wire and goes in the washroom the first thing he goes into the house um goes in the washroom and he As he's chugging a bottle of vodka, he's, like, screaming and, like, yelling in this, like, fury, pain, hatred, anger at the world while he's just, like, chugging this bottle of vodka. And I think it's an amazing scene. I think it's the the pure... It's just Nick Cage, pure and beautiful and in the hands of a director that wants him to go to this place and supports him going to this place. Cause it's a totally, it's, there's no cuts. It's just him going full Nick cage. I have a counter proposal. Uh, hear me out. You have, you have a counter proposal. Scream- All right. What, In what screaming, is- I'll say it real simple. I don't think he was acting in that scene. I think the camera just happened to be rolling. Well, sure. I think, sure. I can... think yeah. that's just him and his natural habitat. And then someone went, shh, get the camera over here. That's my theory. Can I say it's a performance? I don't even think it was a performance. I think he found out what? that it, he was overdue his phone bill by a couple weeks when they cut his service. And he's like, ah! <laughs> that's, that's his response. No, that is not. I don't think that's true. I don't think that is what. I don't think you're capturing Nick Cage there. I think you're capturing Red. In, um, an internal emotion, presented externally. It's a thought. Like when. You when I know personally when I get really angry, I feel like this, like I'm screaming inside. And what he does, he he just screams on the outside, in this bombastic, trying to like. He's trying to get rid of the sadness of his wife being. He's trying to push it away 
because he keeps yelling and keeps yelling louder and louder and louder. And he's trying to get angry. He's trying to get mean. He's trying to get in the, in the mode, in the mindset for revenge and not for mourning. And I think it's a really powerful scene. Sitting there in his underwear, bloody. As we all do. Screaming and chugging vodka. I mean, to me, that's just another Friday night. But, uh... And it, it's also emulating the pain <clears throat> because his neck has been kind of cut a little bit by the barbed wire. He, it's emulating that pain of the burning his, burning his throat and burning his... Maybe he has some throat contusions, <clears throat> but I don't think it was... There wasn't enough blood for it to be actual throat contusion, but he was... Wait, a throat contusion? <laughs> I don't know what what I just said. <laughs> what? But like, anyway, like, that's scraped that's wind bringing up of the scene. Is what you're trying to? When? Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever you throat call it. contusions. I like that. Well, I mean, if he has a cut or like an abrasion, then it's already a contusion. Like, because it's whatever. on his. Do you remember, that? Uh, remember in Dark Knight where it's like seems to be some sort of contusion, and then the phone blows up? That was funny. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a that was a memorable moment. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie here. I'm struggling. I'm very. I I really am struggling. And you know me. I like to be competitive with this type of stuff. For the first time in babbling with a boy's history, I may just give up at the end of this thing. <laughs> I may just well, submit. I know I'm giving up good points, but I have some other stuff here. Um. In Ghost Rider. Oh, oh, you're pulling out Ghost Rider? He was trying something even even more different, and maybe you went a little bit too far. He was trying out Nouveau Shamanism. What? Is that another word for crazy? He sewed a thousand-year-old Egyptian artifact into his costume. What? To try to try and give him that that emulation of because Ghost Rider is kind of like given this power by the gods, right? And by also like isn't kind of like Egyptian gods who's given that power? Egyptian gods. I think that's Moon Knight. I think there's maybe a bit of I can't. With I, I'll be honest. I'm like I think Ghost Rider is cool and I like the design and I've seen both movies. But um, I'll be damned if I know any like cool Ghost Rider trivia. <laughs> and I know his name's Johnny Blaze. Also... And uh, that's about it. Yeah, but I I think there's some kind of weird like I think it's like I, I thought it wasn't like I didn't think it was Egyptian. I thought it was like almost like you know like how in westerns like there'll be like some curse. Or something. Oh, like a. Here's another point. Is it like a voodoo? Curse, I don't know what, what to call it. Um, cause like, you know how like in that in that uh, Clint Eastwood movie where essentially like he's a ghost and the town just kind of like, I guess it's a spoiler for that movie. He's a ghost and the town kind of let him die, and then like he's like, ah, oh, I'm coming back to take revenge on this town. You're like, what the heck? I've never heard of that movie. I the name but of 
but this, it definitely um, exists. You see, th- this is probably a point on your side since I'm, since you're not really debating me anymore. I can give you some points. He also painted painted his face um, black and white, like a voodoo priest. Why do you to try and to I don't know try and I don't know what he was doing. Okay, all the, this man my, did all this. Can I ask you, did he have CG abs in that movie? So yes, he did. This, yes. I almost said the N-word. This guy, this man, went through all this trouble to play this character. He sewed Egyptian artifacts into his costume. He's painting his face and doing blackface, but he can't do... Bit ups in preparation okay. for the role. Doesn't that let you know where his mind's at? Nowhere. It's gone. It's gone. Well, I don't think it's blackface. I think it's like, have you I, seen the the, the the lines, the like yeah. pre, like the black yeah. and white lines? So it's probably a cult. It's probably cultural appropriation. I'll say that. Uh, it's it's. I, I just can't believe he did all that, but he couldn't do some sit ups for the movie. Or just yeah, better true. yet, not CG the abs. Just yeah, he's a normal person. Those exist. But what he's trying to do is he's trying to take in kind of weird, weird stuff for the role. He's trying to take in other inspirations. Like he takes inspiration from um, the Japanese kabuki style of acting, um, which I don't really know what it is, but it's probably another form of like. Some kind of expression, expressionism. Maybe it's like porn or something. But he, I don't know. But what I think I would, I would say throughout all of this is he's a very physical actor. <laughs> like in adaptation, you don't say. Like, like in adaptation. Here's the subtle way. In adaptation. He plays two characters for this, Charlie and Donald. And Charlie, for Charlie, he fixed his posture in a more like leaning down way and had him have bad posture, have him kind of collapsing in on, on himself um, as a way to like emulate his internal lack of confidence. And for Donald, the like proud, um very very free spirited um twin brother he was completely he had perfect posture and he kind of that's a way instead of like cuz they both have like the same haircut they almost have like the same clothes he changes their posture and voice to try and switch it in between to try and make that change that's Called acting. That's the bare minimum of what you were supposed to do in that type of role. Friggin' Army Hammer did that in the social network, sir. That's bare minimum. That's like me saying, oh, Army Hammer wore a different tie and had to do the scene twice. Yes, that's what you're supposed to do. No, okay. That is not the same thing as saying Army Hammer had a different tie. Also, can we just and agree that his, Army his Hammer, parents should have just named him Armin Hammer? Armin. Can we just, sure. Wouldn't it be fun? 
Yeah. Maybe that's what they were trying to do. But anyway, um, Army Hammer and the social network, I think <clears throat> you can't really tell them apart. A lot of times I was really confused. I was kind of confused in that film. You couldn't really tell them apart. Sure. One of them's one of them's a little more lenient and the other one's a little more hot headed. It's it's acting because <laughs> like that's what they're supposed to do. Okay. If Nicholas Cage if I... Nicholas Cage just played himself twice, you know what I you know what we would have got? Mm-hmm. A headache. That's what we would have got. A big fat headache. <laughs> I think I think I think Spencer's back in the fight. I think I, I um, <laughs> I'm trying. I really am. I'm trying to disagree with who I am as a person. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Nicholas Cage. Not that you would ever see this, but what if this is like? What if this is like, the video that goes viral? What if this is the one? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe this is the one. I have to make peace um, with Nick Cage publicly. Have you seen Raising Arizona? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. Now, instead of taking inspiration, for which is a more subdued Nick Cage role, by the way, was a little yeah. bit more subdued. <clears throat> he doesn't look to like, oh, I'll look at this performance in this film, this performance in this film. You know what he takes inspiration from? Woody Woodpecker. And it... He takes inspiration from an but animated character. Hey. To I can see that character. I think that's the perfect like, way you know to do how, this. Like, I think that's the perfect way of ex- of explaining. Yeah, well, him. you know when Johnny Depp was playing like Jack Sparrow, you could you could say like, oh, he probably like mm-hmm. took inspiration from like Bugs Bunny and Chaplin and stuff and stuff because with kind of the nature of the character. Yeah, no, I see, I see mm-hmm. Woody the Woodpecker. You know, in his look and in his yeah, I get that. And it's kind yeah. of energy. He has, he has so, big Woody energy. Um. <laughs> um. And now I want to get to one movie that I think took the <clears throat> what Nick Cage, the style of Nick Cage is acting and applied it to a movie perfectly and it's Leaving Las Vegas. Okay, yeah. Which is a movie that I haven't seen, by the way. But you said you just watched it last night in preparation. Mm-hmm. He he hired a drunk actor, a drunk actor and poet, um, as his like acting coach. It and they he, he, they just hang out together in his um his trailer, and he. Take and he would only be drunk when they hung out? Well, he was an alcoholic. He was basically... This actor was perpetually drunk. Hmm. That sounds troubling. And, yeah, I know. And that's kind of a way of like... But... I think within that, he portrays this drunk and leaving Las Vegas. This guy who has literally given up on life and is only drinking now. That's his entire goal is to drink until he dies, basically. And brought in that kind of 
he took it over the top to a way that supports the sadness and craziness of this story. Because whenever you see a person playing um, a person suffering from alcohol addiction, like Bradley Cooper and um, Stars Born something, or stuff like boy. that. Okay, no, so I'm not, I'm not going to start with the shallows today. They, they show it in a very subtle way. And what he does is he takes that to the extreme. He can't even sign anything without having a drink because he's so shaky when he's sober. He, like, literally can't hold anything when he's sober. Yeah. He... It takes out the emotion of the scene and literally shoves what? it in your face. Wait. Wait, are you saying Bradley Cooper's performance in that movie is too over the top and then you're comparing it to a Nicolas Cage movie? Sir, you have gone mad. No, I... You have gone mad. No, I'm saying... No, I'm saying... Um, Nicholas, the, n- now I'm talking about leaving Las Vegas. In leaving Las Vegas, he's too shaky to even sign anything or too shaky to oh, oh, okay. do anything. I thought you were saying that Bradley, okay, no, okay. Is very okay. subtle. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying Bradley Nick Cooper's Cage- performance was over the top. I was like, uh, okay. Nick Cage's takes that emotion from a guy who's literally a week away from dying from what he's been doing <clears throat> to his body and showing you that to the nth degree, showing you every little bit of him, every um, every dying thought that this character has. And I think it's pretty powerful and I think it's a really good movie. You should probably okay. see it. Good. What's it? It's Leaving Las Vegas, right? That's the one you watched? Leaving Las Vegas. It's really sad. I'll tell you that. And hmm. I, I love I love how there's still comedy within that sadness, which you wouldn't see in a thing played by any other actor. Because he takes it to the yeah, extreme. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it if you, you watch The Wickerman. You do not kick the bar. You lean into the bar. Because it's not Vino Veritas. It's N Vino Veritas. <laughs> um, I'll watch that if you watch The Worker Man. You right, really should. Um, it's beautiful. It's the thing of beauty. Um, yeah, that's all the points I got here. Like he, I, I think Nick Cage is one of the most unique actors, probably the most unique actor that might have ever worked. I've definitely never seen anything like it because with. Within this time frame of the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, there has not been an actor who has taken as many risks, who has gone as far as he has. Well, 
What do you mean? Who, who, who can you say has gone that far so freely and so consistently? I wouldn't say it's far, but in a different way. So, who, who is um, Christian Bale, right? Lost literally mm-hmm. like a hundred pounds in The Machinist, and then in six months bulked back <laughs> up to like two twenty something for Batman, and then had to lose some of that weight, and then has repeatedly yo-yoed appearance, personality, and character to become his roles for the last twenty years. See, Nick Cage doesn't do that. Nick Cage is is okay with having those CG abs. There is, you know, you know. What I'm saying I, I can I can say that's lazy, but there is I something think, to like knowing. I don't even care. Nope. Nope. I'm not. Well, like, I don't need to. Nick Can Cage doesn't that him do that. playing Superman would have been the big, like the best thing to have ever happened to the character. It, it would have been. It would have like been the best thing. Christopher Reeves. I can agree with that. Wow. You know, iconic. But Nick Cage Eat your heart out. is Superman. I would have flipped. Yeah. But that's why I got backed to put it around in a circle. Mom Brando evolved the craft by being the first real actor to have real success with the how do you say it? Um, Stanislavski method. The method that everybody talks about nowadays. The Christian Bale everybody's method. Living in that character. Being that character off screen and thus being that character on screen. Yeah. And Nick Cage has been, like, has kind of pushed that to the side and been, like, no. He's not, um, he's not taken in the way of, what's his name? Uh, what's that actor's name? The Shakespearean actor who was just, like, um, told. Name, name a movie. I can't remember his name. It was all like old movies. Like Marathon Man was... He was old in Marathon Man. And he was... Young in like a 60s rendition of like... Henry V or something. Or like... But I forget his name. Oh! Oh! Lawrence Olivier. Okay. Lawrence Olivier was just like when... What's his name for Marathon Man? The guy the in the guy, graduate. Like the main character? Dustin Hoffman? Yeah. Dustin Hoffman. He told Dustin Hoffman, because Dustin Hoffman in Marathon Man was like staying up all night because his character stayed up all night. And um, Lawrence Olivier, Olivier just told him, My dear boy, why don't you try acting? <laughs> that's such a... That's such a... An acting thing to say. <laughs> My dear boy. Why don't you... See, when I see Nick Cage, I realize that he's Nick Cage actually isn't playing characters. He's playing Nick Cage if Nick Cage is in that scenario. Yes. No, he's not. 
Nick, okay, I dis- Nick Cage is playing I Nick with Cage that. and Ghost Rider if Nicolas Cage had Ghost Rider powers. And that's not a bad thing. Have you ever seen a Nicolas Cage movie and thought to yourself, wow, gee, he's really disappeared into this role. I can't tell where his personality stops and this role begins. Exactly. Well, okay, no. Because, because there's nobody to compare him to. There's nobody to be like, okay, well, like, if this is what Nick Cage is doing, oh, he's just Nick Cage because he's, it's the way you say, like, whatever actor is being just themselves, like Arnold Schwarzenegger is just being himself. Because like, you he say that barely has speaking lines in, like, half his you... movies. <laughs> well, no, because he's being, like, just uh, a stone-faced normal it dude. Sounds like you when Nick Cage is doing it, on extreme. It sounds like you haven't seen Jingle all the way. Whatever. One of the greatest Christmas movies to ever grace the silver screen. Put that cookie down! Alright. <laughs> I think... I think we've made... My closing remarks? I want your final thoughts. on For, Again. Closing remarks. I think I've given my... someone what are you... who actually kind of loves Nicolas Cage. This has been very hard for me to be opposing, but I tried and I failed. Um, <laughs> let me leave you with this. No, I'll, I'll keep end, going. I'll end my Down. case here. Let me leave you with this. Like I stated before, Nicolas Cage is always just Nicolas Cage in other roles. Like It's like, hey, what if Nicolas Cage was a twin and they're both like screenwriters and one of them's like, you know, trying to trying to get back into it. But it's also, you know, it's kind of meta because the person who wrote the film is actually who's being portrayed on screen. It's like, what if that was Nicolas Cage? You know, what if what if friggin' Nicolas Cage went to an island full filled with women and they they put bees on his face and covered him in honey and put him in in like all this weird stuff. What if Nicolas Cage was in that? And the the thing is, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Wouldn't you want to see Nicolas Cage in those scenarios? You know? If, like, terrible things were happening, I wouldn't want to see how a normal person would react. I would want to see what Nicolas Cage is doing. Like, what do you think Nicolas Cage did the day the world went in, into lockdown because of COVID? How, what do you think his reaction was? I don't care what Chris P- Pratt's reaction was. I'm sure it was a one. I think Nick Cage did something I haven't seen before. Now, let me leave you with this. This is not a thing. But the question is, is it good? Entertaining and good are not the same thing. They are not. It is entertaining, but it is not technically good. And I leave you with that. One last thing. Face off. Leaving Las Vegas. Mandy. The sorcerers are present. What's that one? Raising Raising Arizona. They're all different performances. They're all completely different performances. 
They're just elevated performances. And because they're elevated, and because there's nothing like them, we only have those to compare them to. Nicolas Cage is not Nicolas Cage all the time. Nicolas Cage is not him while he's acting. He's not elevated all the time. Because he's acting. That's why. I believe with our closing statements, I just would like to say I love Nicolas Cage. I really do. I've lost this argument. I love him. I, I... I want all of I want him to never die. So that way every year we can experience him in a new role and whether it be a bad or a good movie it's always the highlight of my year. Yeah. But for this last segment we're done debating. Let's talk about Nick Cage going forward. What is the next <clears throat> project, next film, next whatever they want Nick Cage to be a part of. Do, would you like me to go first? Sure. All right. So I had a dream, right? Um, I want to see Nick Cage in a drug trip movie. But here's the premise. It's also an art piece film. So... There's an open. There's an opener mm-hmm. where Nick Cage is at a college house party as himself, as his like fifty year old self. Yes, and he's just watching everyone else at this college party, and we see him drink something, and then it cuts to a title card, title card, title title card. Holy, okay, cuts to a title card, and the title card. Car- <laughs> I'm melting. The title card says Act 1. And then underneath that, it says Be the Pizza. Now, Nick Cage is high and he's imagining himself as a pizza. So it's Nick Cage's face poking through the cheese and pepperoni. And he delivers a monologue about about pro-life. Okay, what are you? Act two, <clears throat> and this one oh, you're going to a full pitch. Okay, well, it's, it won't take. All long. right, Act two, the painter's wife. Nicholas Cage is painting, but we don't see what he's painting because we're looking at him <laughs> painting, and he has long hair. And he's wearing a shirt that's kind of like half buttoned. And he's painting. And we see hit, like the back of his wife that he's painting. So here's the shot, right? Camera left. Camera left of the frame, right? We see like the edge of Nick Cage's wife's shoulder. And then we see Nick Cage in the background painting, but he's slightly out of focus. Reverse shot. Nick Cage's wife is just Nick Cage. Dressed as a woman. And the painting that he's painting is a stick figure. And the stick figure is fishing. It's not even of the Nick Cage wife he's posing. And then the Nick Cage that's painting has a, a discussion with the other Nick Cage. Like a, like a philosophical discussion 
about what it really means to exist and how like a door in a room doesn't really exist until you open the door and then cut to black. And then the final act is called The Sausage Run. Act three, The Sausage Run. Right? The Sausage Run. Yes. Nick Cage is a sausage and he's rolling. But he's not like a sausage. He's just in the encasing of a sausage. And he's rolling. And he's giving like a monologue about what his career has been to him. And as he's doing this, a group of people are chasing him with knives and forks as he's in the sausage casing. Then we cut to him back at the party and he looks at the camera and goes, that was just an idea I had. And then it ends. Roll credits. What do you think? Where did this come from? Not going to lie to you. I, I just made this up on the spot. But the more I said it, the more I realized I really want to see this. I think that's literally going to be the next movie that comes out of him. <laughs> it better I be. think that's going to be. Um, what I want Nick Cage to do next... I'm not sure how I can follow that. I think you can. But what, what I was thinking was like... Tim Burton. Like, bring Tim Burton back to like the age of like Edward Scissorhands. Like, do that kind of style. Like, gothic romance but have Nick Cage in it. Have Nick Cage starring in it. Not like a remake of Edward Scissorhands or anything. No, just like gothic Tim Burton concept. A new, so, okay, but in your mind, what do you think that concept would be? Um, Would it be like, is it the same kind of like, you know, girl falls in love with weird looking person? Um, who has gold, or is it like like a whole new entire concept? Well, I wanted to have something to do with death. <gasps> like death and the Grim Reaper and everything, and like... A girl falls in love with the corpse of Nick Cage. Yeah, something like that. Or like... Um... There's like an old theater and like at night like the ghosts put on a performance and Nick Cage is the star of the of the of the ghost theater I kind of I kind of want to see that now Oh you just got to Yeah our 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 you pass is ready anyway my next idea I want Nick Cage to take a um, take a take a swing at directing, or maybe not even directing, but just like to be to bring in unknown actors and train them in the art of Nick Cage acting, and then just have like a regular film, but have it fully cast by Nick Cage trained actors. That would be pretty hilarious. So, a whole movie with people who are trying to be, trying to emulate Nick Cage. Yes. Or, like, you make a movie about, and then you make a movie about the making of that movie, and it's like a Batman Beyond type story, where, like, Nick Cage is too old to act anymore, 
and like <laughs> he has like some dudes like I will be the next Nicolas Cage and he has to like train him to be the next Nicolas Cage set in Neo Gotham. Perfect. Actually that that would be a really cool like make it a mockumentary. Yeah. Of the that would actually be good. Let's make that. Let's do it. Let's make a mockumentary. Um and for smaller roles. What's a smaller role that you'd like Nick Cage in? A smaller role? Oh, put him... Okay, put him in... Uh, He's an Oompa Loompa in the next remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. As all of the Oompa Loompas. Or just one. The last of his kind. The last of the... Last of the of the Cajun gene of the Oompa Loompas. Um, Someone pointed out to me that the minions from Despicable Me are just Oompa Loompas. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, they're just evil Oompa Loompas. Well, actually, no, they're just Oompa Loompas. Oompa Loompas are already evil. Anyway. <laughs> that was wink. Slow wink. Um, that was a nod to a previous episode. You know, <clears throat> standing franchise, what would you like Nick Cage to do? Oh, so many things. While you think of one, I got one. Mm-hmm. I want him to be the villain in John Wick 4. <laughs> I want him to be the next villain of, of John Wick. Keanu Reeves just trying to, trying to kill Nick Cage. And Nick Cage is just going crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I like that. I like, okay, okay. How about Nick Cage um, in the next remake of, like, the Ghost Rider franchise that they do? Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But um, instead of, like, a flaming skull, you just turn into, like, a flaming Nick Cage head. Oh. Flaming Nick, perfect, perfect. <clears throat> or how about how about Nick Cage in like nineteen seventeen, but like he plays both people, and <laughs> just Sam Mendes. We need you to remake nineteen seventeen. Yes, do the I exact mean, same thing, but just... exact same thing. Yeah, just like control rig the camera or something so like it follows the same movements and then just just do it again for me do it again and do it twice once for each nick cage and then lay them over each other you know i'm kind of he should nick cage should be in more movies he should be in more movies he should be in like all the movies he should be i want to see him play a crazy villain I want him to be, like, a Nick Cage-type villain in a Marvel movie. Yes. And, like, just full out, like, swear, do everything that Nick Cage does, but, like, in a Marvel movie. And it's, like, something that doesn't fit either. Like, let's say it's, like, the next Spider-Man movie, and he's Norman Osborn in the next Spider-Man movie. Oh, that would be good. That would be so good. Yes. Or, like, him as... This. <laughs> it was Galactus. Oh heavens! As he's just like eating a planet, and he's like, "Nom nom, bitch." 
destroys a planet and then he like turns to the camera how to get burned how to get burned ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, nicholas cage where art thy now where art thy now that's me like staring into the sun like oh yeah Listen, can i i'm gonna look up nicholas cage and go to news and see the latest thing all right while he's doing that, I'll, I can buffer a little bit, just a little bit, talking about Nick Cage, talking about, I see what you're saying about Norman Osborn. Like, maybe, maybe he could be Rhino and do, like, a Russian accent. Um, or, like, so in Spider-Man. Or, like, what's the, what's the news? Oh, okay, so... Five Nights at Freddy's meets Nicolas Cage in new Willy's Wonderland movie. Nicolas Cage fights off twisted animatronics. I, what? Fights off twisted animatronics. Oh, there's a teaser. That's why. Ooh, that sounds good. What was that one that he was in Con Air? Oh, Put the bunny. We haven't even talked about Con Air. We haven't talked Put about Con Air. Back in the box. <laughs> Put the bunny yeah. back. So good. And that's a crazy cast as well. He's like doing a southern accent and everything. He's. Again, I think that's a totally different role. I think that's Nick Cage if he was southern. I think that's Nick Cage if he was trying to be like an action star like Bruce Willis or anything like that. Because he's kind of stoic in it. He doesn't go full tilt. The only thing that's crazy about it is that he has this weird southern accent. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Huh. Look at this guy, huh? Look at this guy. I think we should, I think we should call it here. I think this is where we... This is where we sign off. Nick Cage, we love you. We hope that you find joy in whatever you do next in your career. I couldn't agree more. We love you. You were an amazing, amazing actor. You've brought us all countless moments of entertainment. He's not dead. Sean, Sean Connery passed away. Yeah. That was sad. We love you too, Sean. Well, I'm just saying, you have to cherish the actors before they're gone. Yeah, exactly. You know? I Think about it. I'm thinking to myself, damn. You know? Sean Connery's gone. If Nicolas Cage is gone tomorrow, I haven't had a tribute to him yet. Well, this is our tribute to him. Spencer, where have you gone? Oh, there you are. Oh, sorry. My, my, ba- my battery's getting low. All right. We'll, we'll end it here. Adios. Um, thank you for for watching this video. Oh yeah, yeah. If you like- oh, if you wanna, if you want to watch, if you want to hear our debate on whether Nick Cage is good or bad, go check out the audio on Spotify and Apple and Google and all all the stuff for the full podcast. If you would like to listen to the full episode, yeah, go check us out and all that good stuff. 
Uh, if wherever, depending on where you're seeing this, describe, subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. Check us out on Facebook. Eat a cookie. I don't know, something good. Do something good with your day. Most importantly, do something good with your day. Like, don't just, like, sit and then, like, let the day, like, go away. Because then in, like, 70 years, you'll be, like, on your bed, like, oh, if I just had one more day. And then you'll remember that you wasted a day listening to this. And you will be sad. What? Okay, that is not good salesmanship, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you sell a car. That is not how you sell a car. Take it away, honey. You've been listening to Babylon. What's the boys? Uh, Spencer Fleming. Wow. You're a different breed, Spencer. But well, that's just racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, but anyway. Let's go see. It's spicy out there, people. Happy, happy Halloween, even though... Even it's though not, it's not Halloween. When you're going to be seeing this. But uh, happy Halloween to me and Carson. Yeah, happy Halloween to us. Yeah. All right. But anyway, have a good whatever day it is. You too. Oh, you mean the people that are listening. Yeah, no, them too. Keep it spicy. Keep it spicy. Spicy. Sometimes take the pepperoni off my pizza and eat it separately. Mmm. Great soup, Mrs. Q. Mmm. <laughs> um, I eat pizza backwards. That's I'm worse Gervais, than what I just And I eat pizza backwards, sorry. That's worse than what I just said. Yeah, you thought you were gonna you thought you were gonna have the worst pizza secret on the show. No, it's me. It's me who has the worst pizza secret. Except for stuffed crust. Stuffed crust, I eat front to back. See, I haven't um, ever had stuffed crust. You have never... My mom never wanted to buy it as a kid. She's always like, Or DiGiorno or whatever it is has stuffed crust pizza now. (laughs) It's not delicious. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. We, I've already made that joke once. I'm not going back there. So, go, go try that. It's pretty good. You can start off with that and then graduate to Pizza Hut stuffed crust, which is really good. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I've I've had wait Pizza Hut stuffed crust. Yeah. Pizza Hut. Pizza. I have one Pizza Hut in my city. And when you go in there, it looks like the 80s curled up, died, and its corpse got ransacked by spiders. I'm telling you, that thing hasn't been remodeled in 40 years. Oh. Well, you know how, like, you can tell a McDonald's is old when you go into a McDonald's and you still see, like, pictures of, like, the hamburger? Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, God, this hasn't been renovated in, like, 60 years. Yeah. Same same goes for that pizza hut. I don't know what's going on. The TVs, I'm pretty sure, still have antennas on them in that thing. Um, when you go into a McDonald's and they don't have the touchpad, so you actually have to communicate with somebody. Oh, oh, oh! It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Or when you go to the touchpad and it says touchpad like not working or whatever, like the screen's like out of order, and you're like, oh, oh. and like you have to like go to the counter. 
And then you always, for some reason, say, I was going to use the, the touchpad, but... <laughs> you say... I would not say that. I say that? Well, because they see me. They see me go over there, like, I don't want to talk to you. Oh, sorry, I was going to use the touchpad. So but, now you uh... reassure them that you really didn't want to talk to me. Exactly, you reassure them. And then you say something like, well, it's mostly because um, I don't see the sad reflection of myself looking back at me. If I use the touchpad, you know what I mean? Like, when I look at another human being, I see all my mistakes. When I look at a touchpad, I see the future. So, 